Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We sure hope your week is off to a great start. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's message. Uh, tonight, we're going to kind of build off of that one. I want to talk to you in particular about the, the importance of focusing on what you have going for you instead of focusing on what you're missing. All right. A few years ago, when I started my legal career, I was a prosecutor, and I was really dissatisfied with that job for a lot of reasons, and I wanted to leave. In fact, I think I was at that job for about three and a half years, and maybe the last two years, two and a half years for me were really miserable. And I worked with some great people there, don't get me wrong, but it just, it just for me was not the right fit for a lot of reasons. I kind of really just felt for a long time like I didn't want to be there. And it was kind of bothering me because I found myself between a rock and a hard place. I didn't like the job I had, but whenever I thought of other things to do, all I could think of was reasons I couldn't do those things. And so I decided to talk to my uncle, who actually died not too long ago, and he had gone to law school, but he had never practiced. Instead, he went into the news media. He worked for NBC New York for many years. And so I figured he might have some ideas of what I could do with myself. And he said, well, why don't you try starting your own practice? And I said, no, I I can't do that. It's too hard. It's too complicated. I don't want to do that sort of thing. Okay, well, why don't you try working for one of these large firms? Oh, no. I, I said, I can't do that. They only hire people right out of law school. They wouldn't be interested in me. Well, why don't you go do this kind of job? No, no, they only hired people from law school. Well, why don't you try working for this from over here? Uh, no, that, that's too trial-oriented. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm not qualified. Why don't you try being a professor? No, no, I wasn't on law review, you know, so that's not going to work. So all I kept saying was, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he gave me all these suggestions. And finally, since I was rebuffing all of them, he said, you know, all you're doing is telling me why you can't do these things. Why don't you stop and tell me why you can do them? Focus on why you can. There's actually a phenomenon in psychology called the missing tile syndrome. I heard this described by a gentleman named Dennis Prager. And the theory is, if you walk into a room a hundred times, you'll probably never notice the ceiling tiles. But if one day you walk into that same room and all of a sudden a single ceiling tile is missing, that's the first thing you'll notice, right? We notice the things that are missing. We notice when other people have those things and we don't to the point that it's all we notice. And it seems everyone else has it except for us. If we're out of shape, all we see are these other fit people. If we have lost our hair, we'll see all just people with great hair. If a woman is frustrated because she wants to get pregnant, everywhere she looks, she sees pregnant women and women with small children, okay? Because what they're doing is they're focusing on the thing they're missing, not on the thing they have. And the problem with this is not only will you fall out of your joy, and we spoke about the importance of joy yesterday, but you'll talk yourself out of doing the things that you should be doing, that God needs you to do in order to move yourself forward, the things that God put on you, put you on the earth to do, okay? You'll miss your destiny. You'll miss that opportunity God wants to open up for you that you've been praying for. You'll miss the career change that move to a different neighborhood, the spouse that you've been on your knees every night for seven years asking God to send you, okay? You can't focus on why you can't do things. We see the problem with this in the Old Testament with Moses, where God is telling him to go talk to Pharaoh and demand the release of the Jewish people. 
Now, this is something that's 400 years in the making, and God has singled Moses out and chosen him above all other people for that time. But what does Moses say? Well, Moses says, no, I can't go. I can't speak to Pharaoh because I'm slow of speech. Now, keep in mind, by the way, this is as God is talking to him in a burning bush with an audible voice, okay? God has come to him in a burning bush that is not being consumed by fire, miraculously. God, Moses is literally having a one-on-one -on -one audible conversation with God, okay? God has already shown him, if you throw down your staff, the staff will turn into a snake, and if you pick it back up, the snake will turn back into a staff. He also showed him he'll heal his hand from leprosy right in front of him, okay? So as this is happening, Moses is seeing all of these miracles and still, instead of focusing on how great God is and saying to himself, I must be equipped for this if God is asking me to do it, instead of focusing on God's calling for his life, he's focusing instead on what he's lacking. And I will be willing to bet there's more to the story. I think that what's really happening is he's using being slow of speech as an excuse. Okay. I think what's actually happening is he's afraid to stand up to Pharaoh because remember, Moses had to flee Egypt to the wilderness. He's basically a fugitive because he had killed someone and he's afraid to go back because he's afraid that he's going to be killed. And notice that right after this, God has to tell him, don't worry, the people who wanted to kill you are actually dead. So I think that's actually what's happening here. Moses is using what he lacks as an excuse to not face his fears. And if you know the end of that story, by the way, God gets so upset at Moses that he almost kills him. All right. So this, this is not without consequence. Well, isn't this also true with so many of us that when we have to step out of our comfort zone, we're faced with anxiety and what we choose to do is focus on the things that we don't have instead of the things that we do have because we're looking for a reason not to face our fear. What we should be doing is focusing on the calling God has for our life. The calling has to be successful because we are fully equipped for every good work. That doesn't mean we're fully equipped with every possible skill, but it means that for everything God is requiring us to do, we have that equipment. And where we are lacking, that's where God fills in. Remember, we can do all things not by ourselves, but through Christ who strengthens us. So if you feel like God is asking you to step out of your comfort zone, and he probably is, and instead you're kind of letting anxiety spill into your life and you're convincing yourself that you can't do it because of some insecurity you have, which probably isn't that big a deal anyway, stop focusing on that. Just like yesterday, I told you, stop focusing on the minor negative things that take you out of your joy. Today, I'm telling you, stop focusing on what you don't have going for you and instead focus on what you do have going for you, starting with the greatness of your God and the plan he has for your life. And if you do that, you'll start to see real progress in your life as you move out of your comfort zone of lack and into an exciting new world of faith and fullness. That's my message for tonight. Yay, yay, pumped up, for sure. Oh, and good. <laughs> over here like a cheerleader, like woohoo. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny, two things that came to mind are, I love that quote, and I wish I could remember who said it, but I think a lot of different people have said it, that if your vision is something that you feel like your dream is something, okay, I can accomplish this, then, and it doesn't scare you in the natural sense of, oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? Then it's very likely, it is likely that it's insulting to God because God, everything you want is outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Everything that you, that is, you know, that is in the spirit is on the edge. Uh, staying in your comfort zone is not 
um, something, when you learn to live in that place, it becomes a very exciting place. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking about the missing, missing tile theory, how, how true that is, what you notice. Uh, I remember taking note of something in my mind, wow, all these people are, and I'm not, and taking note of that so that when I did have whatever that thing was, I did see the opposite effect. And I, then I realized, okay, this is actually a thing. You know, if you are the pregnant woman, you or that who wants to become pregnant, I should say, and you see small children. Well, when you become pregnant, all of a sudden now you start noticing the opposite. Oh, there's so many women without children. When you are the single person, you notice all the married people. Then when you're <laughs> you're uh, uh, with someone, you notice all the single people. So you're out of shape, you notice all the people in shape, and then when you're in shape, you notice all the people out of shape. So it, it is true how if you start paying attention to it, how. It really is um, what what you focus on grows. So you that's why it's so important to focus on what God wants us to focus on. Yep, good word. Thanks. Yes. So tonight, um, I was thinking of a, a wonderful verse. It's actually, I was going to say it's one of my favorites, but I have a lot of favorites. And I, as you know, I love the Psalms, um, but Isaiah is another one. Uh, it's just full of such language of such. Um, you know, really anticipating and prophesying about our Savior and what was to come and what is to come. So uh, I really like this verse that says out of Isaiah 49, 15, and 16, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved, engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. And just to tie into that, in John 14, 18, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So this whole, this whole beautiful theme of God not forgetting you is, is so such a, an important reminder for us. And Jesus, I just thank you that you will never leave us or forsake us. You will never forget us. I love that verse, that, that visual verse. I feel like there's so many things in the Bible that we we can read them dozens of times and it just strikes us different at different points in our life or there's so much rich uh, subtext beneath what we read, God. And you engraving us on the palms of your hand, I just think to myself how when the nails were driven into your hand, our names were engraved. Engraved is not something that's written on that can be erased, um, you know, like marker or uh, you didn't say, Lord, I, I have, I've written your name on my hand and pen or ink or something that can be easily washed off. You said engraved and how amazing they said on the palms of your hand. That's where the blood was spilled at Calvary for us. And so I just, I just picture that Lord, how you have our name. You, you have all these people. You have Jordan's name. You have Jordan. You have Kristen. You have, you have all these people listening. You have Mary and Joe and Ben and, and all these people, God, listening. Ravi and Narish and Annie and, and all, every single person, Lord. Cheryl and God, every single person, you have their names written on on the palms of your hand. Lord, may we realize that your name, our names are written on your hands and that you're not forgetting us. 
and that your blood spills over and totally covers us. It covers us. Your blood covers all of us, God. Oh, because what's in a name? A name, what we're called by. It's not just our name given to us by our parents. Lord, I take it to mean the name Lord, you are the name above all names, and the name is by what you call us as. You call us blessed. You call us chosen. You call us beautiful. You call us free. You call us child of God. You call us all these things, and that's the name. That's the name that my God gave me and the name that he gave you. He gave you that name, safe and free and unique and special and anointed and intelligence and and filled with purpose and loved with a passion and a gentleness and selfless and all those things any label that's been ever spoken over you god just wants to erase that and he wants you to know the name your name is on the palm of his hand there's no one else in this entire universe that could take your place You have a unique thumbprint that no one has. And not just a thumbprint, but a a unique spiritual thumbprint and spiritual DNA. And you are the Lord's. You are his own, his prized possession, his royal priesthood, his treasure. And so when his blood was spilled and your name was on the palm of his hand and, and that blood covered you, Yes, it washed your sin away. It washed every sin that you would ever have, every, every thought that you'd ever think that's a thought that could be fill you with such shame, every temptation that you would ever give into, every angry word, every lustful thought, every greed-filled desire, every everything that is just not of the Lord. Every sickness you've been through, he washed that. But he also put his blood around you to protect you and love you. The purpose of the Lord's blood over you is to not just wash away your sin. That is an integral part. And that without we without that, we don't have anything. We need we need that precious blood of Jesus. Thank God. But he also, as you come to him clean, confessing your sin, as you come to him clean, pure as white as snow, he did it so that he can embrace you because you are engraved on the palm of his hand. Oh, if you feel forgotten by God tonight, how could he ever, how could you ever think that? That's a lie of the enemy. He who has engraved you, he who constantly looks and sees your name and sees your need and intercedes to the Father for you, intercedes upon your behalf and just looks at his hand and says, and just says your name and said, Father, this person's need. So how could you ever think any less? God has you. He looks at the palm of his hand, Wendy, Diane, Yvonne, Bill, Dave, whatever your name is. God is looking at the palm of his hand. You are engraved. Your name is engraved 
on the palm of his hand and he wants to embrace you and bring you in. He wants to have such an intimate moment with you, such an intimate, he wants to dance with you. The Lord wants to, he wants to love you. He wants to have that intimacy. I just feel like the Lord is saying, may I have this dance? And he's just wanting to dance over you and sing over you and be with you. Our God is a creative God. Our God is not a God of cardboard. Our God is not a God of stone. Our God is a God of passionate love and, and, and tenderness and, and a God who says, Come, come, lay your head in my lap and, and, and just let me embrace you and let me and feel what true love is. That is our God. Our God is a God of understanding. Our God is a God not wanting to be far from you, but to pull you into his heart. Our God wants you to hear his heartbeat. Our God wants to give you a hope and a future. Our God has everything you need and ever will need. And our God has you on his hands and in his mind forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, great message there. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Yeah, you should start preaching some of these sermons, really. <laughs> some of them, sometimes my prayers just turn into sermons, so there That's we go. Fine. <laughs> oh, hey, as the Spirit moves. All right, guys, okay. check this out. So remember, yesterday was Monday. We always get a ton of prayer requests over the weekend just because it's more days, and so we can't always get to all of them Monday. What we're doing is a bunch of them now are going to be scrolling at the bottom of the screen, we ask that you please keep these people in your prayers. Krista uh, and I are going to pray for a bunch that we have on our screens here. So I'm going to start with Cecilia Robinson. And uh, she says she's part Fijian and part Scottish. Uh, she sends a very long message, but the short version of it is her father just died about a month ago. Her mother just cries every night. And to make things worse, she was in some kind of conflict with I think her sister's child or her half sister's family involving the son. And I don't want to say too much, but basically this, this, that side of the family is suing her, taking her to court. So in addition to losing her father, in addition to the mother being depressed, now Cecilia has to go to court over this family situation. So it's a whole bunch of things. I'm just reminded of the verse that says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And this is, I think like Cecilia feels like she's being flooded right now. She's got so many different things going on at once. So Cecilia, we're going to pray for you that you have the peace that passes understanding. And the Bible tells us how to do this, okay? Jesus says, be anxious about nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your petitions known to the Lord and he will give you the peace that passes understanding to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So we just give this, Father God, we just give this to you. We lay this at your feet and we pray that you fill Cecilia with the Holy Spirit and endow her with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Kristen, I'm going to give you two healing ones. One is for Javade, who says, actually three in a row. I'll give you all three since they just happen to come in a row. Ready? Yes. Javade says, pray for the sickness of of my wife, Teresa Ranny. Abramson says, pray for healing. For some months, I developed severe pain on my right chest. Actually, this person's name is Kayando. So Jaid was for his wife. This person, Kayando, is praying for pain in his chest. I guess he uses a different screen name. And Rowena is asking for healing from a stroke. Do you want, to give me, want me to give you those one at a time? 
I think I got it. Um, what's Javade's wife's name again? Tracu. Tracer. It's like Teresa, but it's missing an E. Okay, Lord, we know that you're a God who heals. You're a God of of love and healing, God. Your healing power, Lord. The woman with the issue of blood reached out to you, and there your power went out of you into her body to give her healing, Lord. I feel it's not like I have that the healing has to go through me, God, but I just feel for on behalf of these people, God, like the woman with the issue of blood, like I'm reaching out to you for their healing, God, and they're reaching out to you for their healing, God. So I'm just grabbing your power and your healing, God, and and asking you to to deliver that to Javid's wife, Tresu, Lord. Lord, surround her, give her give her healing, complete healing, God. Not partial healing, but complete healing. Abraham's son, Lord, give him, or who, whose name is Kaiwondo, Lord, give him complete healing, Lord. Just complete the work, Lord, on the back, on the side, Lord. The entire nervous system, just totally, totally heal him, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. And for Rowena, God, we pray for your healing. We pray for your complete healing, Lord. The stroke, Lord, God, we know that you are the God of who puts things back into order. And, and, and the mind and, and, again, the nervous system and everything, the chaos and confusion caused by the stroke, Lord, you can bring it better than it was before. You can bring everything back, Lord. So I just pray your blanket of healing over all these people and everyone who asks us for healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Timothy says, please pray for me for my financial breakthrough and my endeavor. He's determined to set up a company to work towards financial independence. Here we go. To invest in God's kingdom and advance the gospel to the world for Christ until he comes. You know, I like this prayer because last night, Kristen, remember somebody sent us a prayer request where they want to be successful and they just said, I want to be rich. And I said, look, there's nothing wrong with being rich, but focus on the right things. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things we added unto you. And what, you know, the Bible says, I think it's in James. It says, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you're asking for yourself instead of for others. Okay. Now here's Timothy's doing the right thing, God. Timothy says he wants financial breakthrough so he can invest in God's kingdom and so that he can advance the gospel to the word of Christ. Timothy, I feel uh, actually you already can invest in God's kingdom. I believe what you need to do is make a faith investment, not to me or Kristen. We don't accept money. I don't want people thinking we're doing this for money. I think what you should do is you should step out of your, your financial comfort zone here, put something towards investing in God's kingdom and something towards advancing the gospel. You can do that many, many easy ways. You know, Kristen and I, run this uh, Facebook show. You can simply share this. You can be bold. A lot of times, these financial breakthrough prayers, you have to understand, they don't come until you step out of your financial comfort zone a little bit. It's not just a matter of sitting back and saying, I pray, I pray, I pray. Sometimes you got to show that you're stretching your faith by stretching out your, your hand and giving a little bit more, okay? Mm-hmm. When you stretch out your hand to give, you'll find that God reaches out his hand to grab yours, all right? So Timothy, I really feel like God is saying that that you should be just, you know, people always say, I need money in order to do, in order to advance the kingdom. You probably can advance the kingdom with what you have now. Use what you have now, and then God will give you more. All right. 
We see these in the parables of Jesus where God, you know, gives where, you know, Jesus tells these stories about he gives people a little bit to see how they invest it. And then he gives them more. All right. So use what God has already given you. Show yourself faithful in that. And then God will bless you. That's my prayer for you tonight, Timothy. Father God, I pray that you just bless the works of Timothy's hands that you give him financial independence, you give him breakthrough, that he doesn't live in lack. We know that poverty is a curse, that Jesus was made poor so we could be made rich, so we could have an abundance of all things so that we could be generous enough, and that's what Timothy wants. I pray that you give him the Holy Spirit gift of giving and of love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, here's one uh, from Geraldine. Says she's in need of prayer. She's very irritable and has a weak appetite from taking a high dose of chemotherapy and uh, stem cell transplants. Mm. The hospital wants to discharge her. She doesn't have any more, provided she doesn't have any more nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. So, Kristen, why don't you take that one? All right. All right, Jerry. Well, we just pray. Um, we know that God is, has been guiding you and guarding you through this whole process. And so, first of all, we just praise him that you are on, on the upward swing of this, that you are, um, even though that this has been a process and a journey of faith for you, that you are right in the palm of his hands and that he has not forgotten you and that you are in his, his zone of healing power and you are in, um, he, he has a plan in all of this. He has beauty for ashes. He has all of the things that you need. Um, so I just pray that you feel God's arms of comfort wrap around you. And, um, just, I feel like that's what you need more than anything else. Sometimes, you know, healing yes, physical, but the, the spiritual endurance, the emotional part of it is just as real as the physical. So God, I pray that you comfort Geraldine with all that she's going through and bring her real healing, Lord, healing physically, healing emotionally and mentally, Lord, and just be provide for her every need in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Aster says, remember my mother in your prayers. Her name is Nazarene. She's suffering from joint pain for 20 years and sugar. I wonder if that means she's got a diabetic problem. Probably, yeah. Also pray for my whole family uh, in Pakistan. I, I usually keep the joint prayers to myself because those of you who listen to this know that I have been praying against certain joint pains in my hands which have gotten a lot better, but I only accept complete healing. Although those of you who saw me on my private Facebook page today also know that I can play one of Bach's preludes very well, uh, even with these hands. So praise God for that. These hands are blessed absolutely in Jesus' name. And Aster, That's a good segue. Yeah, I like to. <laughs> Aster, in Jesus' name, I pray that your mother's hands are equally blessed in every joint in her body, not just her hands, her elbows, her knees, her back, everything, everywhere that she could be flexible. We pray for total healing. For her to be yes. completely pain-free, for the enemy to absolutely release her of that stiffness and that pain, and also for her sugar to regulate properly in Jesus' name. That her pancreas operates properly, she doesn't have blood sugar highs, she doesn't have blood sugar lows, and she's able to enjoy a, a very full and very long life. We pray for Aster's entire family in Pakistan, and we just pray, pray for total revival of Pakistan, that it becomes known as a, as a Christian nation that's just overrun with love of God, because we have so many prayer requests from Pakistan and India that I just believe God is uh, ready to do a very powerful work there if everyone will let him. So we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Kristen, here's one for you from Rose. Says, please pray for my family and especially my husband because he neglects me and fights with me. He's, he doesn't care about me. Please pray for me. Lord, I know uh, that you care for Rose. And uh, it's interesting that tonight I prayed about people not being forgotten or, or knowing that you are there. And God, in these situations, you step in um, as as a father, as a husband, as all of those different roles, Lord. That's what you truly are. You go beyond. You are more than enough to fill all the voids and cracks. And Lord, you are more than enough to all those labels and words that could be hurtful, Lord. You are more than enough to erase any pain, God, and just come in. And if this is a um, a harmful situation, I do pray, Lord, that um, you would find a way to get Rose uh, safely safely out of this situation. I, I don't want to get into the middle because I don't know um, to what extent, but but if if that needs to happen, Lord, I, I do pray that you um, you you make a way there. Get get keep her safe in every single way. Um, but if you want to do a, a healing work and a uh, just work in this man's heart, Lord, which I know you do, we just pray that he would submit himself to you, God, and and Rose too, and for their entire marriage, Lord. Lord, there's nothing too impossible for you. You are the God that restores. There is nothing. Lord, you are our Boaz, God. And as our Boaz, you provide for us so generously, so over and above. And you stand in the gap. And you're a kingsman redeemer, Lord. So um, just provide for Rose. And uh, again, keep her keep her safe, Lord, and keep her in your arms and uh, make a way where there is no way. In Jesus' name, amen. Nitz, whose name spells the name N-H-I-T-Z, says, please pray for me. I'm just starting a small business. I need more customers. Thanks and God bless. I kept this one to myself because I'm a small business owner and I know um, the complexities of starting a small business. Of course, Kristen, you're an entrepreneur too, so I could have given this to you. But um, I have a, a special place in my heart for small businesses. I know what it's like to go under. It's a special set of stressors. Oh, yes. I'm going to pray for you something my pastor back in the day prayed for me with my business. And, it's, and it, when he got this from uh, there's a, a scene in the Bible where God takes, I think it's a prophet Elijah, and he shows him all these like dry, dead bones. And he says, call in the winds from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And the bones have this, all of a sudden just have muscle and sinew and flesh on them. And so, Nitz, I call in the winds from the north, the south, the east, and the west to carry to your business customers from all over the place who are high-paying customers, and not just customers, but customers who are going to refer more business to you. I pray for also other business relationships. I pray for opportunities you haven't even thought of. I pray for supernatural growth and expansion. In Jesus' name, amen. And I would add this, Nitz. The funny thing is, you know, we saw this with, with Joel Osteen's church, his father's church. Sometimes businesses will stay small for a while and then suddenly grow. I think Osteen says his father's church had 90 people in it for 10 years, and then it suddenly just grew to have thousands, okay? Despise not the day of small beginnings. I'm proud of you for starting your own business. I pray it goes completely well and that you're prosperous in all things, even as your soul prospers in Jesus' name. All right. Kristen... Uh, Idu says, hello, brother and sister in Christ Jesus. I'm watching your video messages. Thank you for words of God to share with me. I'm a born-again Christian, and I'm a musician. 
in church in the Philippines. He's playing for a financial breakthrough because they need instruments like drums and guitars and uh, amplifiers and sound systems. Thank you and God bless, he says. Hey, Edu, that's awesome. That's, uh, you know, God says make a joyful noise. And, um, you know, David played the harp and I obviously have a special place. Well, both of us have a special place in our heart for music. As you can see, Jordan loves music and playing piano, like he mentioned before. <laughs> and as a singer myself and musician, um, songwriter, I, I understand that burning desire that God put inside you where it just has to be, has to be let out. And God cares about that stuff. God cares about the sound system. God cares about, um, the, those instruments. Um, that's a very real, real prayer and a real thing. And you want to honor God in that. So I just pray, um, I've had my own testimony stories about God providing things and equipment in just amazing ways. And I'm believing that for you. I'm believing that, um, someone who God would put on their heart, maybe, um, that you need this blessing and, and that would be a blessing to them, um, who has the equipment or has the resources or whatever. So I just pray that God would put you in the touch with the right people. Or if he just wants to have a sound system sitting there and <laughs> drums, that's fine too. However, God wants to do it. And I pray that you would just uh, dedicate all of that to him. I know you do. And um, that your church would grow and prosper. Your worship would bring so many people to Christ and um, through through that music. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Ruby uh, basically says, I think we prayed for him before. He was praying for some widow uh, to have a roof over her head. And the, the roof was apparently broken by rain. And they, connect, they collected donations and uh, they got a lot of help for it. But they, they need more prayers for that house. So, Father God, we know that it's not your will for anybody to have to sleep out in the rain or anything like that. And we pray that not only will you put a roof over these people's heads that will protect them from the from the elements and everything, but that under that roof, you'll have a house of prayer that people will come to that place. Uh, they'll see it as a sanctuary. They'll see it just as a house of praise and honor of God. And that'll be just a holy place in that area that they never have to worry about money again. That They're a great blessing to everybody around them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get to some of the ones that are coming in now. Kristen, uh, Kaushal Babu says, please pray for his marriage. All right, Kaushal. We pray for you and your wife to be one heart, one mind under Christ. We pray for both of you um, to just have open communication lines that, that the Lord would be the one who is the go-between in sending and receiving the messages, you know, so many things are just, and not just in marriage, but in life in general and relationship, is just about you're saying the same thing in different ways and communication. Um, I pray for forgiveness, a spirit of forgiveness, um, both of you. And um, I pray for uh, fidelity and I pray for um, God's appointment and provision for new things to happen and for you to have a new excitement. I don't know how long you've been married, but. Um, we pray that you don't slip into, oh, okay, we've been married and, and just kind of settle in, in a rut. But God has new things for you um, spiritually and every other way and new adventures. So we pray that you really put him at the focal point and that he brings you up to that place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ravneet Latashand 
says, please pray for my sickness. Thank you. God bless. Well, first of all, it's not your sickness. Don't take ownership of it. Don't take possession of it. And I understand we have a lot of people here who don't speak English as a first language, so maybe they're using imprecise words. But the last thing you need to do is claim ownership. Remember, uh, we preached. I preached a message earlier about how death and life are in the power of the tongue. So in the name of Jesus, we speak life over Ravneet. We pray against the sickness. We order the sickness to leave this person. We order Ravneet to be in perfect health, to be in perfect conformity to the Lord. We pray that it's a quick work and more than that, a complete work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's see who else we have here. Wonderful message. Sometimes we focus on ourselves and we forget what God commands us to do. God bless you both. Well, thank you, Nitz. Uh, Rowena Aragona, Kristen, says, Thank you for your promises, Lord. Please pray for me and my husband because today is our anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. From Wong and Wang Aranga. Oh, Aragona. Aragona, excuse me. That's wonderful. That's great. I wish I knew. I know there's a lot of different. I wish I knew your your cultural wedding anniversary song. I know there's different ones like the Hawaiian wedding song. There's different, <laughs> but um, that's wonderful. I hope you guys enjoy your anniversary. What a what a blessing! And uh, we just pray. I'm going to pray the same thing on you that I prayed for Kashal. Um, the God would just that you'd be in a new just a newness in in your marriage that you would just um, fall in love all over again in a different way and that God would just open new doors for you and new um, uh, places of opportunity and um, exciting adventures and that you would just keep your focus on Him and that um, He would just protect you and put His protection around you and your entire family in Jesus' name, Amen. Bankling, bankling says, please pray for my transaction that I can close the deal and also for complete healing of my family and most especially for my sister's health. Thank you and God bless you. Okay. Well, Father God, we pray for this transaction to go well. We pray that it can be closed on favorable terms for everyone involved. We pray that uh, there's no underhanded dealings. Everybody deals in good faith and fairness. And that, God, you guide that transaction. We pray for complete healing for Bangkalang's family. In particular, we ask that you move powerfully over her sister's health. She's standing in the gap for her sister, just like the Roman centurion who was standing in the gap for his servant. Father God, all you have to do is say the word and her sister will be healed. God, we pray that Bangkalang will write to us again with a praise report telling us that everything went well for the transaction and that her whole family has been healed from head to toe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Juanita Brock says, Jordan and Kristen, you bring joy to my day. That's so oh, nice. Juanita, thank you for all your nice comments. Like every night, you are such, you're such an encourager. God is giving you the gift of encouragement. I pray blessings yeah. on you. And Florida is back. We missed you, Florida. You, you haven't been with us last couple episodes. I haven't seen your writing. I was getting worried. <laughs> Florida now says, uh, and first of all, I hope she's feeling better. I know she was suffering, I think, from headaches before, if I don't if I remember correctly. She says, my lovely couple, please help me to pray for the healing of my sister, Amy. She is suffering pain and sickness. Thanks to both of you, and God bless us always. Kristen, I think this is your turn. Oh, it is. Okay. 
Uh, Lord, we just, well, we, first of all, we thank you for what you've done in Florida's life and healing her and, um, the completion of all of that. And we also pray for her sister. Um, we just pray for that, that sickness and her entire family, Lord, that you would break that and, and give health and wherever the enemy has come in to destroy Lord, that you would bring newness and new life. And, um, I just pray healing on her sister, God. In Jesus' name, amen. God, in particular, you know, Florida's been very faithful. You know, she she doesn't pray um, because she has a shopping list. She prays because she has a great faith. And I, I feel like, Florida, you're just called to be a great prayer warrior and to pray for other people. I think you got just thousands, if not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of great prayers in you for people around you. And I just, I'm believing, God, that you are just a great blessing to everyone. I think you already are, but I think just a great um prayer warrior in the Philippines in Jesus name. Amen. And lastly, Semi, who I think is, uh, has written to us before Semi Kunatani says, pray for me. Well, Semi, uh, it's a good prayer actually for us to close with because there's a bunch of other people who just have very short prayers and, uh, we can see their names at the bottom. So not just you, Semi, but Marianne, Arianti, Kolawoli, Francine, uh, Shaquille, Hazel, Jayaraj, Lani, Benjamin, Rex, uh, Venezuela, who's actually in Guatemala, Harriet, Fizu, Ingrid, Naeem, Abera, Elena, Kenneth, Nomi, and Ruxana. We get a lot of prayer requests, but I try to name everybody. Now, these are not small in, in, insofar as they are insignificant because every one of these prayer requests is significant. They're just very, they're just much shorter than others. And they're just sometimes very generic. Like Semi says, pray for me. Elena just says prayers. Naeem says, please pray for me. Uh, Abira says, I need your prayers from Ethiopia. So we get a lot of short prayers like that that are nonspecific. And Father God, we pray for Semi and all these other people I just named, all the names you see scrolling at the bottom of the screen, all the people in our new, in our uh, our comment section over here, all these wonderful people, including uh, Veronica Cabrera, who just wrote in, and uh, we certainly thank God for her. God, we pray that you meet all their needs. You are the Lord, our provider. You are more than enough. You actually, people understand, they think they're bothering you when they ask for prayer, but you want people to pray. You you want people to ask you for things so that you can bless them, so you can move powerfully in them. So, Father God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you're meeting the needs of all these people, their financial needs, their relationship needs, their health needs. And, Father God, more than that, that you're going to cause them to overflow so that they can begin to meet the needs of other people that they are a blessing, that other people will see the miracle that you do in their lives and will come to know you and your son, Jesus Christ, through that miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. And on that note, now would be a good time, since we're talking about coming to know Christ, for Kristen to lead us in the call to salvation. Another good segue. I've been trying well, to work yes, on this. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect time. Don't wait. Um, or if you want to rededicate your life, this is, this is your moment. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know and keep you, um, help you get started in your walk with Christ. Absolutely. 
All right, guys, look, thanks for joining us again. We hope you're getting a lot out of it. Thanks so much for all the positive feedback we get, guys. All the nice messages really mean a lot. And yeah. believe me, we focus so much more on the, the hundreds of nice messages we get than the one rather uncomplimentary thing that was one time said about me. Who even cares? That's just the enemy. Yeah. I also want to thank those who have asked us what they can pray for us for. And I, I just think that is so so wonderful. So thank you. And I know God will bless you in doing that. So as you pray for us and we'll pray for you. Thank you. Yeah. Just pray that, you know, um, that God's will is done in our lives, that he rebukes the attacks of the enemy, you know, because what Kristen and I are doing, and this is not to brag, but this is actually, you know, a lesson that we've learned and, and I'm trying to impart it to you. Cause actually one of the funny things is not funny, but we have a lot of pastors who watch our show and who use our messages and our prayers and their services. And so I try to to give them stuff. What we've learned is that as we take more and more territory from the enemy, he gets angrier and angrier, right? It's not like he goes away. Um, so you can always just pray for us that God will you know, place a hedge of protection around us, rebuke the plans of the enemy and go before us and his joy will be our strength. That'd be a great prayer. All right, guys, listen, thanks so much again for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow night at the same time at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, in the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Don't forget those prayer requests. We want to keep them coming. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Sing great.